Today's lesson for Leading Leaders Podcast is, um, I think it's very um, timely and appropriate given the most current events of the news. And I say that because that's what prompted me to have this conversation in my head. And it's the reason that I'm sharing it with you. And that is what I've seen in the news in just the last probably couple of weeks. Welcome to Leading Leaders Podcast. Five minute videos, five days a week. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. If you've been in any management class, leadership class, relationship class, like ever in your life, you've heard this phrase, trust takes years to build and only moments to destroy. And that is a powerfully true phrase. Next question though is how long does distrust last? And why is it that it takes so long to build trust and so little to destroy it? Well, let me give you a little bit of an answer on the first part. See, trust is one of those things that we tend to extend to people. And we extend it to them like we extend faith and confidence in a chair. When we go to sit down in a chair, if, if that chair looks at first glance to be solid, like it's made of the right materials, then we take our trust based on all of our previous experiences and every other chair that has looked like it's manufactured in that same way, made of the same materials and substances, we're confident in that. <clears throat> if we walked up to a chair that looked like it was wrapped in Christmas paper, um, shaped like a chair, but we'd never actually touched it, odds that we'll sit down on a chair wrapped in Christmas paper or something in the shape of a chair wrapped in paper that we've never seen before, we're going to test its substance, test its viability. Well, we want to get some kind of modicum of trust before we move forward. But generally speaking, if we walk into someone's office or a place to have a meal and we see a chair, we presume I've seen chairs like that before. I'm safe to sit in it. We do the same thing in relationships. Job titles, job positions, certifications, qualifications, those are all things that go, I'm a chair. See, I'm verified just like all these other chairs. <clears throat> you can trust me. And so we extend our trust based on previous experiences. <clears throat> Unfortunately, sometimes that presumption of trust fails us. Now that presumption of trust, most of the time, becomes very specific to the individual who violated that trust. If we think, well, all people who have this title, have this job, have this position, are untrustworthy, then we find ourselves in a really bad spot for the rest of our lives. But if we find that that individual is untrustworthy, we don't put everyone who has that job title, dentist, doctor, ophthalmologist, politician, attorney, dog walker, dog catcher, we don't put them all in the same category and go, well, the last dog walker I hired couldn't actually walk my dog properly and so I don't trust any dog walker. Or do we? See, we, we seem to have that stigma about relationships, right? We get wounded by a spouse and suddenly we have a hard time with all intimate personal relationships. We get lied to by a politician and suddenly all politicians are liars. We get misled by a, a, a church leader and suddenly all church leaders are liars. Because once we've had a violation of trust, 
It's real easy then to question every chair. If the last chair you sat on collapsed underneath your weight, you may look at every chair and test its veracity before you bother to sit down. And that too is human nature. In the same way that we extend that trust, we revoke it. And when the media lies to you for years and years and years, you question the media. And when you see stories about the coronavirus and one news source says, yeah, there's two or three confirmed cases, not a big deal. And then there are 500 on a boat. And then there are thousands in other countries. And then they said, no, it's pretty much contained to one nation. And some estimates say as high as half a million people infected. And some say, well, no, there's actually that many dead. And you're like, wait, what? We heard just a handful and that it was contained to that country. And now we're finding it's in five or six countries. And, and it's not 14 days. It could be as many as three weeks or even four weeks that it lies dormant, asymptomatic. Oh my gosh. So where is it? Well, I don't know, but somebody who traveled, maybe someone who traveled before Christmas, who had the virus and didn't know it, has traveled back into the country unknowingly infected and traveled all over the place. And now they've touched thousands of people and we didn't know it. But who is it that we don't trust in that event? Is it the politicians who, well, you know, there's a campaign going on right now. There's, a, there's an election cycle going on right now. We can't be distracted with that. We've got to worry about politics. Or is it, is it the medical professionals who are like, no, no, we got this under hand. We, we got this, we got this. Oh, hang on, we didn't know that. We didn't know that, we didn't know that. Or is it the foreign governments? See, our problem now is we're not even sure who not to trust because of the misdeeds. And that becomes a whole nother level of problem. I know there are tons of books. Dr. Brene Brown has done a lot of work in the area of trust and shame and guilt and just dealing with yourself and how do you overcome some of these things. I know there are hundreds, maybe thousands of TED Talks on how to rebuild trust and, and how to identify those people that you shouldn't be trusting to begin with. And so I'm not even gonna get into that area. There are a lot of deep knowledge thinkers who are experts in that area. Here's what I'm gonna tell you. If you're a leader of any sort, understand that trust is a currency that is as hard to get your hands on as understanding a Bitcoin algorithm. But it's easier to lose than a roulette wheel. It just takes one flip of the wrist because it's a black and white for most cases. Once you violated that trust, you're gonna have a really hard time getting it back. It's gonna take years and years to rebuild it. And also understand too that you may find yourself in a class of people by job title, by education level, by orientation to relationships and vocations that have nothing to do with you. You've all heard lawyer jokes, right? It may have nothing to do with you, but because of your vocation and other people like you, trust is gonna be hard to build. It's gonna be an uphill climb. And if you're in leadership, you're already in question because other leaders have made mistakes. If you're influencing people, you're already in question. They'll question your intent. They'll question your ideas. They'll question your thoughts. And if you ever violate that trust one time, now every question, every idea, every opportunity will come under the same scrutiny through the same lens of the mistakes you've made in the past. If you're a leader, guard your trust, guard your integrity. It is the most valuable and yet the easiest to lose valuable commodity that you have. 
That's my challenge for you today as leaders. Make sure you guard your trust with high levels of integrity and very clear intentions. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.